0: Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for March 3rd, 2024. It is the third Sunday of Lent. Let's join in our call to worship. Come to Him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals yet chosen and precious in God's sight, And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Holy Word, for generations people have bowed their heads, have prayed the psalms, have asked for your presence in their lives. For generations people have whispered, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable and pleasing to you, O God. For generations we have gathered here, we have quieted our minds, we have prayed to feel your presence in our midst. So once again, just as the generations before, we turn our hearts to your word. Still our busy minds, so that we might truly comprehend what you have to say to us today. With hope and joy we pray. Amen.
1: Love and mercy It shines to be
0: from the new book, Have a Beautiful, Terrible Day, by Kate Bowler. It is a blessing for noticing beauty. It's not every day that you see it, but sometimes beauty sneaks up on you with a tenderness, a sweetness so lovely it hurts. It sings to the heart and makes it glad that ever a baby laughed or a parent smiled at the hilarious solemnity of play. Beauty brings a kind of grief because its perfection rings so true it calls out everything else that has ever fallen short. In me, in us, in everything. But that's the thing. It's just the way of it that beauty will always be crushingly lovely. We are grass. We are fireflies. We are the day that the Lord has made. Amen. We continue with our series, A Wandering Heart, Figuring Out Faith with Peter, with the next episode, Praise the Mount. Our scripture today is Matthew 16, 13-20. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So, what are they saying about me? Who do they say that I am? Well, some think you are John the Baptist, come back from the dead. Or maybe Elijah or Jeremiah, you know, one of the prophets returned to life. Someone who is going to straighten things up, call us to the right path, just like those men did in the good old days. So that's what they say. Well, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? It's always interesting when a public figure, whether it's a celebrity or a politician or an athlete, claims that he or she doesn't read their own press. I don't read what other people say about me. I don't care what other people think, says the quarterback or the governor or the movie star. Recently, it's been Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift who have been quoted as not really caring what the haters have to say. And maybe that's healthy. None of us can please everybody, so let's just ignore those who don't like us. But seriously, if there is good press, don't we want to know? I always make it a point to pass on good comments I have heard from someone else, to the person who is the subject of the remarks, because really, who doesn't want to know something good about themselves? Is this what Jesus is asking when he asks his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Is he looking for good press? Is he checking that his message is being received and understood? Or is he fairly certain at this point That people are really missing the mark, and he will need to up his game. And it does look as if people had missed the mark, because the disciples' answer is pretty vague. And according to what we know, what the disciples knew, completely wrong. Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. See, people outside Jesus' inner circle could not figure out what Jesus was doing. All they could do was to look to the past. Maybe Jesus was one of the great figures of the past come back to life. They could not imagine that Jesus was actually doing something completely new. Jesus shrugs off this misunderstanding, it seems. He doesn't express shock at people's misapprehension. He doesn't seem upset. Maybe he has heard the rumors himself. Maybe it really doesn't matter to him at all. Because now he asks the important question, but who do you say that I am? Sure, we've heard from the crowd, the great masses, but the important thing is, do you know who I am? You who have been with me from the beginning, you who have been in the boat with me when I calmed the sea, who watched me walk on water, who saw me cast out demons and heal the sick, who passed out bread and fish to thousands, who do you say that I am? And Peter does not even have to think about it. Peter blurts out what is in his head and on his heart. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Peter speaks his truth. He knows who Jesus is. He names Jesus for what he is, and Jesus returns the favor. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven." Jesus names Simon, not just Simon, son of Jonah, but again, Peter, the rock. And just like other times in scripture, the renaming is vital. Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah, Jacob to Israel, Saul to Paul, all those whose names are changed are renamed for a reason. Peter is the rock. The foundation on which the church will be built. Pastor Kurt Borgman puts it this way Peter is the one. After all, who else has the same qualities of curiosity, stubbornness, courage, and commitment that it will take for this little band of believers to go from small group to church? Oh, Peter will stumble and even fall. Just think of the very next verses in this text or the three times denial later on. But deep inside him, he has what Jesus has seen and named in him. He's the one. And even if he doesn't quite know it, Jesus knows it about him. I hope you have had someone affirm something good in you that way. I hope that someone, a parent, a teacher, or a friend, has called out the goodness and talent they see in you. I hope someone has named your giftedness. And if human beings haven't done that, then God will. To quote Kurt Borgman again, We don't just confess Christ, but Christ confesses us. I see you, says Jesus. I see you as you are and as you will be. I see you in your weaknesses, yes, but more importantly, in your strengths and in your potential. I see goodness increasing in you. I see a willingness to be a person of sacrifice and commitment, I see a member of the body. I see a growing faith. Who do I say you are? I say you're the one. You're the one. You are the one. You are the rock, the foundation. You are the one. Who, me? We reply. I'm the one. No, no, I'm not that strong, I'm not that reliable, I'm not even that wise or competent or brave. I'm the one? I don't think so. But you are, says Jesus, because although in the text Peter is the one, doesn't it doesn't end with him. Of course not. Because even as Jesus is saying personally and particularly to Peter, you're the one, you're the rock, he is by implication saying to every disciple who will come after him, to the whole of the church, to all who love and follow him, and you're the one as well. And that means us, you and me. And that brings us to this question. Do we understand ourselves as the ones? I am not just asking if we are capable of being the ones who carry forth the spirit of Jesus into the world, but are we also willing, do we have a passion, a vision for being the ones in this world? That is, do we believe that we are known and loved by God to such a degree and in such an intimate way? That we understand ourselves as the rocks upon which God builds a foundation for the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? Of course, we might hem and haw. We might deny our gifts out of a false modesty or a true humility. We are brethren, after all. We do not seek the spotlight. But maybe that is exactly why Jesus calls us to bring forth his kingdom here on earth. Because, look, you are solid, dependable. You come through on your promises. You are helpful, dedicated, concerned for justice, and working for peace. You are open-hearted and community-minded. And you are just the ones Jesus is looking for today to be the rock. So don't worry, you are not out here all alone. Jesus is with you. And you, to quote Peter, are built together in the church as living stones. 1 Peter 2, 4-6 As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, let us pray holy god some days we are quick to declare your goodness like peter we see you in our midst and we are confident in our faith other days we are distracted and uncertain desperate for answers forgive us for losing sight of you show us what you see in us pull us closer toward you Remind us of the mountaintop moments of our faith. Amen. Please join in our affirmation of faith. Jesus asked the disciples, But what about you? Who do you say that I am? Church, what do you say? Jesus is a hand reaching out in the storm, the voice of truth spoken over us, and love without walls. Jesus is justice for the weary, healing for the hurt, and welcome for the stranger. Jesus is teacher, Messiah, and friend, with me on the mountain and beside me in the valley. Jesus is a star in the night and the love that knows my name. Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? Like Peter, we say, Jesus, you are the Messiah, son of the living God.
1: Christ is our cornerstone. You
0: Receive the benediction. Beloved wanderer, as you leave this place, may you carry your curious heart on your sleeve. May you look for God in every face. May you find the courage to get out of the boat, to run to the tomb, and to speak of your faith. And when the world falls apart, may you hear God's voice deep within, saying, Take heart, it is I. Be not afraid. You are called. You are blessed. In both your ups and your downs, you always belong to God. Go now in peace. Go trusting that good news. Amen.